Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important Not Important. This is the audio version of our community's webby and shorty-nominated newsletter. If you're new here, welcome. Your newsletter pairs the most vital science news of the week with specific data-driven action steps that you can take to fight for a better future for everyone. You can get your newsletter in your inbox at importantnotimportant.com, or from now on, listen to it right here. Here's what happened this week. In climate change and energy news, there is no justice without equity, no equity without justice. Friend of the newsletter, Franklin Leonard, had a tweet a few years back that reads, quote, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. It's not. While we're nowhere near equality, it's really important for white folks to understand that their everyday life doesn't have to be fancy to be privileged. Clean air shouldn't intuitively make one think, I've got it made, but you do. Our system of racial inequality is so comprehensive and so unscalable that many of us don't even see it because it's all we've ever known. This naivety, often waiting in negligence, is not an excuse. From The Guardian in London, quote, A coroner has made legal history by ruling that air pollution was a cause of death of a nine-year-old girl. Philip Barlow, the inner South London coroner, said Ella Kissy Deborah's death in February 2013 was caused by acute respiratory failure, severe asthma, and air pollution exposure. He said she was exposed to nitrogen dioxide and particulate matter pollution in excess of the World Health Organization's guidelines, the principal source of which were traffic emissions. The coroner said the failure to reduce pollution levels to legal limits possibly contributed to her death, as did the failure to provide her mother with information about the potential for air pollution to exacerbate asthma. Black people have been fighting unsuccessfully to breathe for decades. In the meantime, white people get better and faster help after wildfires in the most progressive state in the richest country in the world, despite brown kids inhaling more of the smoke. Oil companies have lied to you. They've used PR firms to lie to you some more and have been shifting profits into offshore banks while millions of Americans can't afford food. COVID is killing black and brown people at rates more than double whites because of pre-existing conditions from air pollution. But the system is a global one. Carbon emissions of the richest 1% more than double the emissions of the poorest half of humanity. We need to build a radically new system, and there can be no justice without equity, and no equity without justice. Here's how you can take action. Massively wealthy white men and their ancestors are behind the bulk of this fight. And they're bankrolling the vital fight for Georgia's two Senate seats, too. Volunteer and donate with Boat Save America to help us win those seats and pass groundbreaking climate, clean air, and clean water legislation. In COVID news, speed can multiply the distribution of information that we know to be untrue. Edward R. Murrow. To be fully transparent, we genuinely don't know how to fix society's misinformation problem. We've spent a lot of time thinking about it and have talked to hundreds of smart people about all of the pieces from technology to availability to ethics and legalities, and we just don't know what the way forward is. Mark Zuckerberg is the most powerful person on the planet and has zero checks on his power. More to come, I hope, because from the New York Times, quote, Facebook confirmed that it has in the past few days rolled back a change that lifted news from authoritative outlets over hyperpartisan sources after November's election, signaling a return to normalcy for the social network. The change involved boosting the weight that Facebook's news feed algorithm assigned to an internal publisher quality score known as News Ecosystem Quality, or NEQ. It was implemented several days after the election as part of Facebook's emergency break glass plan to combat misinformation during the critical post-election period while votes were still being counted. 
Really great timing, seeing as only 50% of Americans get the flu shot, and we're trying to vaccinate the entire population of the planet as quickly as possible using a vaccine type we've never used before for a virus we've never had before. Twitter, for their part, said this week that they'll label misleading COVID info. We'll see how that goes. Here's how you can take action. Word of mouth is the single most effective marketing around. So it's on us. Well, Yes, it's on all of us to spread reputable vaccine information, but for those of you with significant social followings, this is your moment to shine. Remember, Elvis took the polio vaccine on the Ed Sullivan Show to prove it was safe. What a hero. Sure, yes, he died on the toilet, but that was 20 years later, and who among us hasn't come close? Anyways, the point is, our community can lead on this. Check out resources to create your own videos from the American Influencer Council, put it out there, amplify it, and let's get this shit under control. In medicine news, moderation is everything, especially for C. diff. Antibiotics are one of those incredible innovations, not unlike the combustion engine or chemotherapy or the internet, that made the 20th century so markedly different from everything that came before it. I mean, this newsletter is basically one funny story after another, right? About all of those, but specifically this time about antibiotics. From the Washington Post, quote, a study published in the journal Clinical Infectious Diseases in January found that one in four children given antibiotics in U.S. children's hospitals are prescribed the drugs inappropriately, the wrong types, or for too long, or when they're not necessary. One in four. Jason Newland, a pediatrics professor at Washington University in St. Louis who co-wrote this study, said that is probably an underestimate because the research involved 32 children's hospitals already working together on proper antibiotic use. Newland said the nation's 250-plus children's hospitals need to do better. Superbug infections can be extremely difficult and sometimes impossible to treat. Doctors often must turn to strong medicines with side effects or give drugs intravenously. It's getting more and more worrisome, said Shannon Ross, an associate professor of pediatrics and microbiology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. We have had patients that we've not been able to treat because we've had no antibiotics available that could kill the germs. Obviously, we still need antibiotics, yes. Like, we still need Kibo and the web. Not so much with fossil fuels, regardless. Here's how you can take action. Go to cdc.gov antibiotic hyphen use to find out when and when not to use antibiotics. In food and water news, we stand Jose Andreas again. We keep coming back to Jose Andreas and World Central Kitchen for three reasons. One, scalable disaster relief is only going to get more essential as we confront the climate crisis. Two, they've been incredibly effective. And three, theirs is a great model to show how one person can pivot their platform to reach millions, but also enable massive local participation. From the Huffington Post with Glee, in Washington, D.C., he delivered a truckload of thousands of N95 masks, extras from Yokohama, to local hospitals. From Corona, Queens, he implored members of Congress to do something about the long lines of people waiting for food. He lobbied lawmakers on Capitol Hill for disaster funding and did a town hall with Joe Biden about food insecurity. During the few times he was actually at home in Bethesda, Maryland, he made recipe videos to inspire fatigued home cooks. Andreas prepped migas, a classic Spanish dish made from stale bread. He made his mother's lentil stew. And in a frenzied five minutes, 33 seconds, the length of the song My Shot from the musical Hamilton, he made a dish of fried rice all while singing badly, dancing barefoot and enthusiastically and selling crazy Eddie style, the virtues of fresh vegetables and herbs. The video is viewed more than 620,000 times on Twitter. Pretty cool. Here's how you can take action. We've talked about finding your own way into systemic impact in Do Better Better essays, which you can find at importantnotimportant.com slash blog. Until then, lots of folks are going hungry and it's almost Christmas. 
support World Central Kitchen, and Feeding America Food Banks. And let's feed some people. Okay, that's it for this week. To go deeper on any of the news or to find your action steps, just go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much, as always, for being a member and a part of our community. And thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you.